Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone, and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome everybody to Uncluttered and Unfiltered. We are your hosts. I'm Eden Kindle. And I am Christine Stone. And as you heard by our intro, Christine is a widely acclaimed professional organizer, I, on the other hand, am a hot mess. I mean, I'll I'll just say it right there. I'm kind of a messy person. I'm a broadcaster, but that's how we got together. And speaking of that, how excited are you that we're here and finally doing our podcast? I am so excited. We have been talking about this for so long, and it's now a reality, and I am thrilled. So one person asked me, what can I expect with this podcast, you and Christine? And I said, Picture Marie Kondo has a heckler, but it's not really all about that. It's, it is about professional organization in that you're going to always give us lots of takeaways, lots of tips. But more than that, we wanted to talk about where we are in life right now. Exactly. We cannot wait to share all our experiences about everyday life and being over 40 and the great things about it and the not so great things about it. And you just said over 40, but we are both over 50. I'm in my now I'm on the down slope because I, I turned 56 and you God just love turned 60 last week. So even if you are, let's say, just turning 40 or you might even be in your 30s, don't shy away because you might hear some things that might scare you. But at the same time, our biggest our biggest mission, I guess you would say, is to let you know that you can let it go and don't look back. Why should you carry now into your 50s, into your 60s, baggage that we only recently learned you don't even need to hold on to. Yes. And that is the thing about getting older. Every decade, you learn so much. And so I'm excited to share everything I've learned from my 50s to my 60s, all the way back to when, you know, I was an empty nester or had a colicky baby. I mean, there's just so many ways you can reach out to people and let them know this too shall pass. And we are coming from some different perspectives. Let's start out with what will be an opportunity for you to pick up some organizing tips, but at the same time, learn about how Christine and I met. I was hosting a daytime, midday local TV show, and we wanted an organizer. A friend gave me Christine of Neatly Designed all of her information. We chatted and decided you would come over and organize my closet. So... I know that's been several years, so you may not have a clear picture of what you saw when you got there. Oh, I remember. (laughs) I remember. So so let's talk about it, okay? So so my closet was a mess, just a mess. And I had a a real stress feeling every time I walked into it, right? 
Well, the first thing I remember is you're so busy all the time. That's one thing I admire because you're always on the go. You always have things going on, places to be, people to see. And it kind of reflected that. You had a rolling rack in your bedroom. You had just... There was no rhyme or really reason to anything. And that's my job. I go in and I try to calm the space and make it work for the lifestyle each person has. So there are a couple of things that stood out to me. And this is something that you tell everybody, no matter what the space is, be it a junk drawer or a closet. You got to take everything out. If you don't take every single thing out of a drawer, a closet, a pantry, you're just moving stuff around and you're never going to be happy with the end result. So I am known as the purge professional locally here because I am really passionate about purging. And so that's what we did. We purged. So we took everything out. Nothing got to go back in unless I really intended to use it. And One thing you do to maintain that, I hope I'm not skipping ahead too far, but I love this, and everybody listening can employ this immediately, is you ask your clients to keep a bag in their closet. Yes. And when you take something off of a hanger and you put it on and then you decide you're not wearing it that day, what are we supposed to do? Well, I I personally also keep a, a bag in my closet because when you put something on and you look in the mirror and you say, oh my God what was I thinking? I hate this color on me or I I look weird in this. It's not fitting me right. It needs, it's, I bought it at a certain time in my life when I was at a different place. Take it off, put it in a bag and donate or consign it. Do not hang it back up in your closet. It just, every time you walk in your closet, you look at it and it brings back memories of a time or an event that you just didn't feel your best. Obviously, if you put it on and take it back off, you picked it to put on because it was appropriate for the occasion. You took it back off because it's not you anymore. And that happens all the time. I organize a lot of women's closets and I started to see a theme and a pattern that people would feel bad about themselves when they say, oh, I can't wear that anymore, or that doesn't fit me anymore, or oh, God, my legs used to be so great, and now I wouldn't be, you know, but they won't let it go because it's emotional. And so my job is to go in and do the Carrie Bradshaw effect, I call it, where I sit on the ground and they try things on and we do the thumbs up, the thumbs down, and even have a maybe pile. But my job is to go in and have women get their groove back, have them buy clothes that fit them for the time of life they are in now, not something 10 years ago or when they were in their 20s and they're now in their 40s. You need to to have a closet that speaks to who you are right now. Christine, what about the things that you hold on to because there could eventually possibly be an occasion where you could wear it? Don't you agree, though, that sometimes the fun is actually shopping for something specific to that occasion? Or do we have to hold on to all of these things that maybe we'll never wear again, like a floor-length gown? or I mean, I guess there are some times where you do need to hold on to them because they're very expensive. But don't you think we sometimes tell ourselves that we will wear it again even if we won't you know like for instance my daughter just got married i will never wear that dress again it's not that it wasn't the most beautiful dress it was amazing 
but I just would never wear it again. It was sparkly and sequiny, and that's just not my life now. So I'm going to consign it. I'm not going to keep it and have it take up space. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'll say to someone, "Oh, this is a beautiful gown. You know, when's the last time you wore it? Oh, to my son's wedding. When'd your son get married? Twenty-two years ago." <laughs> and I'll say, "Have you worn it since?" And she'll say, "No, I would never. Wear- I don't even fit into that anymore." So. People People do have emotional clothing clutter, and it's not just about sentimental items. There are emotional clothing, and sometimes you need a professional to help you get rid of items like that. And if a professional isn't in your future, then maybe a very honest bestie. A very honest bestie friend, but never a relative. Because whenever you bring the relatives in, it's like, well, Aunt Margaret gave that to you. How could you get rid of that? It's an heirloom. How could you do it? You know, everybody has their opinions. And it's fine if it's a friend who's not attached to things or memories or relatives. But when you get like the mom, the grandma, the aunt, the cousin, you know, there's, <laughs> you're bringing in like the whole family. Yes, 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 exactly. All right, let's touch on one more part of the closet clean out. Then we're going to put a little, a little pin in that and come back to it at the end. Hangers. Well, I can tell you that is one thing I always recommend because there is nothing more calming and soothing than matching hangers. Also, when you have broken hangers, different color hangers, big thick wood hangers, you're you're not utilizing the space. Thin slimline hangers really honestly do make a huge difference and all the same color. You walk in, you look at it, everything looks uniformed and it just makes you sigh a sense of relief and the really the you said slim so those flat ones yes they don't have to be very expensive i see them at marshall's i see them at target i see them at ross i see them every place at you costco, can buy costco you can amazon get two boxes which is a hundred hangers for 39 dollars. i mean it's it's the least expensive least time consuming thing you can do to make a dramatic change in a closet. And if you're our age, you'll completely understand no wire hangers. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to put a pin in that because there was one change that Christine had me make to our closet that I thought she was bananas, like totally bonkers. It made the hugest difference. You may or may not have this situation in your household in a room You'll, you're, you're not going to believe it. So, so please, please, if for no other reason than this one gigantic takeaway, stay with us. But let's talk about the big events, plural, that have happened for you. You had a birthday and you had some good news. So let's talk about that birthday. Big one, huh? Yeah. The big 6-0 last week. Can't believe it because you, first of all, you don't look 60. Well, thank you. Thank but you. Also, you don't act 60, whatever that means. How do you feel? Can you tell? Like, do you feel it? You know how you, the first thing I noticed was a few months before I turned 60, we were out and someone said, oh, she's going to be 60 in August. And someone said, no way. There's no way. I can't believe you're going to be 60. Like it was a disease. Uh And I, it was the first time I thought, Wow, I think the alternative is not so good. <laughs> you're, you're right. But, you know, for some reason, and I don't know 
if you'll feel this way. When I turned 50, it was shocking. I have to say that was a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. 60, I mean, even leading up to it, maybe it's because of COVID the past couple of years. I've just been in more of a grateful kind of mode mm-hmm. um, where, you know, life throws you curveballs and you just pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. So I actually was really looking forward to this birthday and it just was an amazing day and everything went great. And my daughter who came home to surprise me is having her first baby. So I'm going to be a grandma. So what more could I ask for? I wonder if the comfort you're feeling from turning 60 has to do also though where where your daughters are in their lives. Because I think there is a, a part where we shift in our brain like i'm not just me i mean when they're little of course you, you they are your your th- they are your focus and, and you're like i'm so and so's mom and now you kind of are viewing yourself as to be where i am i have to be 60 or i have to be of the age of somebody who could be a grandmother and i wouldn't want to be any other age yes i definitely especially recently um I think the end goal for all of us moms is we just want to see our kids happy. Yeah. And when they're happy, we're happy. And um, I think just right now, it's just all kind of unfolded into this big past couple years, wedding, baby. It just has been really, really an amazing couple years. And although, you know, we've all been dealing with COVID, I just feel that sometimes things really do happen for a reason. I agree with you completely. I want to go back to something you said about when people look at you and they say 60, like crypt keeper, 60. But also it's such a catch 22 because at the same time, I want to make sure they're going to act shocked. Even if you aren't shocked, if I tell you I'm 56, please do us all a favor and act shocked. Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds, that's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. I, I have to say, you know what? You're right, because there will be a day when you'll say, oh, I'm 65 and people won't say anything. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, you know, you do have to just kind of be at a place. And I have to admit, this took me a long time where you're just comfortable in your own skin. It took me a really long time for that. And that's why I think I'm at peace at 60, because, you know, when you're raising kids and you're in your 20s and you're in your 30s, it's just such a different, you're learning, you're you're learning everything. And by the time you get to your 60s, you know what's important. You know you know what's not important. And that's the part about letting it go and not looking back. With with us and in, in our family, I'm the butt of a lot of jokes. I mean, I, I think I lend myself to that just the way I kind of put everything out there on a regular basis. And 
I, I, my son asked me once, this is the funniest question, but he said, when was it do you think you peaked? Oh, my. <laughs> like, what makes you think I'm not in the process of peaking right, right. now? I mean, I don't know. When did I peak? And, and if you think about your life like that and you think that there was a moment you peaked and everything is downhill from there, you are never going to feel happy again in I, your life. I really agree. I totally agree with that. And also, I- how dare he? But that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Um. But but for me, like I am a runner and I participate very often in these local, sometimes out of town, but these running events. And it's broken up when it comes time to awards and things like that into age groups. And I used to say, I don't and I also don't care that much about being the fastest one. But if I were to care about that, I would say I don't need to be the fastest one, but I want to win my age group or I want to show up in my age group. So I kind of feel like that has helped me a lot in life to to look around and not try to compare myself. There's a reason why in races you are compared only to people within about a five year span of yourself. And that's because we have seasons. Yep, I, I exactly. And you'll notice when you get to 60, all of a sudden when you go to the doctor's office or you you're filling out a form it's just 60 plus they they, they give up i <laughs> so mean you're after your own that age group. yeah i mean it which that is shocking in itself you know when you're in your 40s it's like 40 to 45 it'll say and check the box but at 60 it's 60 that's it so I just think also in this world that we live in now, everyone's like 60 is the new 50, yeah. you know, but really, I don't know about that. I'm kind of on the fence on that. I feel like 60 is 60, this I is, guess, you know, cause I'm there. This is one of my favorite things you said. You said, what's going on with my knees? Why are they wrinkled? And, and, and why is that? Is it because our skin kind of like loses a little bit of elastic? And you ladies listening in your 40s, you're starting to notice it too. So don't kid yourself. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, that was the very first thing I noticed. I looked down because I wear a lot of dresses. We live in Florida. It's hot here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Why are they all wrinkly? <laughs> they, 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 they look great, by the way. Well, thank but you. But that was the first thing you do know, I noticed. Yeah, I've noticed it on it's, me. I mean, all of a sudden, things that were tighter yes. aren't so tight. Yes. I mean, and it just gradually keeps happening on all parts of your body. Like, I noticed it on my earlobes. I'm like, when did my earlobes get wrinkles in them? It's weird stuff you start to notice, mm-hmm. but you ignore it because you're like, okay, well, it's another wrinkle. Life life presents itself in unusual ways. We we had a story of it was a it's been very hot here in Florida and so a lot of beach time. And we were talking about bathing suits, you and I. And I said, I, I wonder if I should make a, a a rule in my life that if my estrogen patch shows through my bikini, it's too skimpy. And I noticed that the other day I was like putting on my bathing suit and my husband said, what's that? I'm like, that's the residue from an estrogen patch. He's like, oh, that is so sexy, Eden. That is hot. So, I mean, we have different things that we we come up against and you let it go. You make it a joke. You you find people around you. You guys that are 40 should totally hang out with us. We will make you feel so young. Absolutely. You are just, I mean, it, it's nice to, you're sitting at the kids table if you're listening to this and you're 40. Congratulations. Yes, I feel, I mean, when someone said, oh, I thought you looked 40. I'm like, 40 seems like a lifetime ago. It I does. mean, I honestly, I mean, 
I can't even really remember my early 40s. So it, it really goes fast. So enjoy each phase of life because it just flies by. And that's the kind of thing we will talk about regularly. However, I will say you will never leave here without some pretty solid organizational tips. So let's get back to the closet. Let's let's review, shall we? Yes. So we've taken everything out. Nothing is coming back in unless it's a keeper. We have changed out all the hangers, mm-hmm. but yet I'm still having issues because I can't get to my belts, which are behind the door, which are, there are all these things that are happening in the closet because of a simple thing with the architectural layout. So what did you tell me to do? So I told you to take off the door. And the reason why I said that is because a lot of people, their closets are in their own private bedrooms. It's not like people are hanging out in your bedroom. And the way your closet was situated, it was a nice size closet. But every time you open the door, you couldn't see what was behind the closet the door, door. swung in. And so we, you weren't using a lot of the space. And so once you took the door off, we were able to use the vertical space that used to be behind the door. And it just opened up a whole lot of area that was being covered by a door. And you never used the door. You didn't really need the door. You never shut the door. And those are the reasons it's more practical to take the door off. You can have someone come in and patch where the hinges are if you want to make it look absolutely back to normal. But it's just so important to really have an outside opinion. You look at your closet every day. I am a fresh new set of eyes looking at your space and I can see what is not being used. And what you saw was a door opening in, covering everything that was hanging in that part of the closet and creating an area that I couldn't use to even maybe hang up hooks for a belt or anything like that. I have seen you in action, Chris, picking up some of the absolute most intricate details. So Christine did a pantry recently. We're not going to get into pantries right now. We're on closets, but I just want to kind of explain a little bit about this. The aesthetic is very important to you. Painting the wall inside. You have had me when we did a storage closet. You wanted us to go in and paint the walls of a closet. Nobody sees these, but what it was before you saw it was there was some drywall up and your suggestion was you can't ever get a comfortable, neat feeling when you're opening that door with the with the walls being kind of mishmash and Well, there's nothing that makes a space look brand new like a fresh coat of white paint. Nothing. I mean, I have suggested this for pantries that were yellow before. And every time a client says, oh, my God, it looks like I have a new this, a new closet, a new pantry, a new linen closet. Something so simple that people don't think about is just painting something white and giving it a fresh coat of white paint. And you think, well, it's behind a closed door. Why would I even trouble myself to do that? But I'm here to tell you, when you do these little things, it really is life-changing. Is that an overstatement? I don't necessarily think it is. I think if you can open your linen closet and not not feel ashamed of yourself, which I can't do that in every closet of my house right now, not because you didn't help me, you did. But over the next several weeks and months, I would love for us to talk not only about getting organized, but staying yeah, Again, well, that's hard. that's the one th- one question I'm asked over any question is, 
okay, I'm organized, but how do I stay organized? So that is a very popular question. I mean, I want to delve into the psychology behind why, and maybe we'll have some guests on that can help us with this. Why do people like me not put everything back where it started? Why do we lose things? Why can't I have the same pair of glasses for more than six months? There has to be a psychological reason why someone like you can keep things not only neat for yourself, but can look at somebody else's situation and quickly identify where changes need to be made. Well, usually it's a system and that's the problem. There is no system in place to stay organized. So that's a whole nother topic on on staying organized, but it's always because there is no system in place. And if you have a family and you have kids, a husband, you have to have a system so everybody follows the system or else you're going to have it organized for a day and then the kids are going to get in there and the husbands are going to get in there and it's going to be a mess because there's just no rhyme or reason to anything. I wish I could grab you by the hand and pull you into a time machine from when back to when my kids were little so we could instruct everybody how to do things like that. So this is where we're at right now. We're going to give you a couple of homework assignments, if you don't mind. The first one is, if you have a need to do something with your closet, Remember the things, the bag, the hangers, the taking everything out, deciding if you need to paint your walls, deciding if you need to take doors off. The second thing is, if you will, and we're going to give you all the information to reach out to us, if you want to send us a photo of a space, we will do our best to paint a clear picture of what your current situation is and what Christine would recommend you do we would be happy to do that, right? Absolutely. You I would love it. Choose one a week and just kind of yeah, look at Yeah, one that. a week. And, you know, you can look on our Instagram or Facebook and we will show the photo so people could see what the photo looks like. And then we will give you our my recommendations. And I think it, you, it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. I think it will be informative. The uh, the other piece of the homework, so we gave you two so far. One was to do your closet if you need to do it. And we're going to meet back next week and talk about that. The other one is to send us a picture if you like. Obviously, we can't get to every picture, but we're going to choose one a week. And then the third thing is all the things you do to make a podcast successful, like, subscribe, tell your friends. If you are finding this helpful, we would truly appreciate your support in that way. Absolutely. I mean, that's where we're going to get all our feedback and also keep getting great topics to talk about. And we're going to now, like I mentioned, give you all the who, what, when, whys on how to reach us because in complete candidness, we didn't have all of those buttoned down at this recording. So we're going to do what they call in the biz, a tag and tell you everything you need to know to reach us, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, send us a photo, do this, do that, do the other. In the meantime, though, let it go. And don't look back. And podcast editors, note we have a website and we were able to secure a clever name. It's the name of our podcast, Uncluttered and Unfiltered.com. That is the website where you're going to be able to access ways to contact us ways to actually submit a photo and so much more. So visit it now, uncluttered and unfiltered.com. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you uncluttered and unfiltered. 
the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.